Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Hello, welcome back to Waveform, episode five of 2020. We're your hosts, I'm Marquez Brownlee. And I'm Andrew Manganelli. And we got a lot of stuff going on. There's been some quiet weeks, there's been some busy weeks. This is this is one of the busy ones, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, this is when we said February's gonna run, we started running. It started to run. Yeah. So uh, last week we spent the week in San Francisco for Samsung's Unpacked event, and we saw a bunch of new Samsung phones there. We saw the folding phone, the Galaxy Z Flip, we saw the S20, S20 Plus, S20 Ultra, and we also had the Bill Gates interview go up, and there's just a whole lot of other stuff in between. Mobile World Congress got canceled. There's there's a lot happening. So why don't we just go ahead and start off with uh, the past little bit of content and then uh, talk about yeah, all the stuff that's happened. Yeah, let's do it. I, okay. I think it's funny also, like, in terms of the past content, we went out to San Francisco for uh, Samsung, and we were talking about, like, there, there are way more people we know out here than at, like, CES to us oh, is yeah. all the tech, but it's also, like, we get to see everybody, and that's dwindled. And then we go to Samsung and like literally every single YouTuber we wanted to it's, see was out there. It's for sure true. I, I've met a lot of people for the first time. The first time I ever met another tech YouTuber mm -hmm. was when I met Austin at a Samsung event. And Wait, was that in New York? It was in New York. Is that that picture of you guys? That on is that, that old State picture. Building? Yes. Yeah, that okay. is, that's, and I think there was Lamar Wilson and Ryan Bates and maybe one or two other people, but that's the first time I ever met tech people. And I would say this year, I saw more tech friends in that one day of the Samsung mm -hmm. event than I did at all of CES this year. Yeah, for so sure. It's definitely becoming where pretty much everyone goes. And maybe your sub box was a reflection of that because, hey, <laughs> yeah, there's right. about 60 videos that all drop at the same time when Samsung has a new phone. But I, I don't hate that strategy. Good job, Samsung. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go back a little bit further. We can okay. start with the Bill Gates interview because we yeah, shot that in it. January. Uh, we shot. We went out and shot with him which was, uh, so he does this annual letter that we talk about for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We went out and we talked to him a little bit more tech, a little more talking about swinging for the fences in 2020. Uh, <laughs> actually, one of the funny things that came up, I thought it was a fun little interview. We've, we've yeah. gotten more comfortable just chatting with him. And he mentioned at one point that he got a Porsche Taycan. And, and I my, saw your face light my up. My eyes lit yeah. up when he said that. I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. And I didn't really have that. I didn't want to go too deep on it because we were, covering a broad amount of uh -huh. subjects. So it's not like an electric car video or anything like that. But I was like, yeah, we, electric cars are, are pretty <laughs> solid now. Like you're driving one, that's pretty sweet. It's It was his first EV. And I think my follow-up question was something about like, yeah, I, why don't we all just go EV once the price gets low enough? And I think his answer was something along the lines of, well, you know, the range isn't not, it's not quite matching gas cars. It's still cars. range anxiety. It's yeah, a thing. And, and that's perfectly fine to say. I mean, not everyone's near a charger. Um, but some people watched that and got like really upset that he didn't yeah. mention Tesla again. <laughs> and he's given all the props in the world to Tesla. Every time we bring it up, he brings up Tesla mm -hmm. uh, voluntarily. But because he got a Taycan, people felt the need to tweet like at Elon and, and Elon eventually responded. And now there's, now there's articles out about how yeah. Elon and Bill Gates have beef. And I, I think we should just relax on that. Yeah, it, it really sucks like going and making a fun video and then having it get turned into like some fake beef. I mean, it's online. still a fun, yeah, it's a fun it is, video, but like yeah. the headlines, I wanna, maybe I still have it pulled up. There is a headline literally, uh, oh, it's not in my inbox anymore, but about just how like Elon Musk took swipes at Bill Gates. Yeah. Like that's not what's happening, guys. It's just somebody tweeted at him and he responded. Actually, I'll have, I'll pull up the tweet right now. So someone tweeted, uh, I wonder why Bill Gates decided to go with a Taycan instead of a Tesla. This tweet has 355 replies because people are all talking about why didn't Bill Gates get a Tesla? And for the record, I don't think you have to buy a product just because it's good. I think you get what you like. And mm -hmm. if Bill Gates bought a Taycan, that doesn't mean he doesn't like Teslas. You can still like Teslas. Anyway, uh, and then they followed up with, uh, I'm disappointed Bill mentioned range anxiety. 
you know, Teslas have plenty of range. Why didn't he get a Tesla? Elon, uh, what do you think about this? Basically tagged Elon in the tweet. Nice. And Elon just says, my conversations with Gates have been underwhelming, to be honest. And then <laughs> he says, can you jump over a chair, though? And Elon says, true, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh, basically yeah. that's basically all that happened. So if you were wondering why you're seeing all sorts of Elon versus Bill in the news, yeah. you can pretty much skip it because that's all that happened is somebody yeah, no, got no, mad. No boxing matches coming up soon. I don't no think. boxing yeah, matches. Not quite that kind of beef. Yeah. So. But I know it was it was a fun video. I'm glad we got yeah. to talk again. And uh, I'm feeling like swinging for the fences in 2020. Yeah, I'm we'll, inspired. we'll link that uh, the interview in the show notes. Give it a listen. Turn on at work or something like it, it's super interesting. And it's always fun to just see what they have up their sleeves and what they're working on every year because the foundation is incredible. And it just listening to it makes you feel like you want to go out and do something. Yeah. Another nugget of that is I put the date of when we shot that. This was January 23rd that we shot that uh-huh. in there. Uh, and we talked about inboxes and email for a second where he was just starting to get email about the coronavirus. I think he said like that morning. He that morning, one. yeah. So that was like fresh on his mind. And by the time that video went live, I was able to edit in the fact that he'd already pledged $100 million towards fighting it. Yeah. So the dude moves quick, not gonna lie. <laughs> Very quick, yeah. Moves quick, so good on him. All right, I think uh, before we're gonna jump into some Samsung stuff because we have a lot to talk about with Samsung, we're gonna... We have some kind of fun news. Uh, if you've been following us at all, we d- I hate calling things merch. I think um, like I think YouTube culture has just kind of ruined the word merch for me, even though it's just a, a shorter version of merchandise. It's yeah. like it shouldn't be, but merch. but then you have the Paul Brothers and buy Plug that the merch, merch and everything, merch. and then yeah. you have H three memeing it and everything. But anyways, we sell merchandise. We make a lot of shirts. We think we have some really cool designs. It seems like everybody's liked them. We work with a company called Cotton Bureau who has been like incredible. They're the They're ones like, responsible for the high quality shirts. Yeah. If if you've enjoyed anything we've put out, it's because of Cotton Bureau. Marquez and I have ideas every once in a while, but the reason any of that gets onto a shirt, gets designed, ha- half of them like Jay has just designed himself. Um, yeah. he, he doesn't work there anymore, but like Nate and Jay have been incredible to work with. It's been fun. Um, and they've just been a great company, but they do do things a little differently since they're smaller. Uh, We've had, I wouldn't call them complaints, but I just don't think people understand how the website works exactly. Well, I can break um, it down. Yeah, do it's it. like whenever you see a, a YouTuber like merch strategy, it's either you have a store, which everyone knows how a store works. Mm-hmm. You just go to the store, buy what you want, hit hitch buy, and it ships to you like yeah. the next day. Or they will do something like a limited edition campaign, yeah. which I have done in the past with uh, companies like Teespring a long, long time ago where like, you have two weeks and mm-hmm. we have a design and we're just gonna let it go on sale for two weeks and once it's over, it's over. You can't get it again. It's really exciting and really limited edition. And then once the two weeks is over, they know exactly how many to print. They yeah. print them, then they ship them. Mm-hmm. So what we've been doing with Cotton Bureau is that second method, not just because it's a, a little bit easier on inventory yeah. to not have to hold tons and tons of stuff, uh, but just because that's what made sense at the time. But I think the downside to that is now I can only share merch mm-hmm. or share links to buy merch when we are doing an active campaign. Yeah. So it's active or it's inactive. And mm-hmm. most of the time it's inactive, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our news is basically that now we have a fully active, uh, always online store for a couple of those items. For a couple of them, yeah. The core logo tee and maybe one or two others. If you go on, you can check on the site and see which ones we're offering but they will be available all the time so I can plug them at any time. I can wear them at any time. Yeah, and you and guys can get them at any time. That's, that's exactly. another thing. It, it's like a bummer if you're like, oh, T-shirts are available and then you come in after the campaign. It's yeah. Like I said, there was a bunch of pros to doing it that way, but this is kind of us dipping our feet in the water of doing always available now. Um, we're really excited for it. There's a couple of little differences with it. Most of them are pros. There's one con, which is, we can't offer the hem tag. Oh yeah, the that's little hem tag at the it. bottom is gone. So I'm <laughs> sorry if like you're really, really dying for the hem tag on core logo. Oh, or man. I think the other two we're offering is Matte Black Everything and the waveform. Oh, perfect. The waveform. Yeah. Hey, yeah. here we are. <laughs> um, so kind of like our our main staples of yeah. like the channel. Um so all of those will be available. Same kind of t shirt, super comfortable, tri blend. The printing is a little different in the process, but Obviously, we wanted to test that, so they sent us a bunch of samples. We've been wearing them. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, so that's I literally can't tell the difference. And then the benefit also is because of on-demand, you actually can get tank tops and long-sleeve t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that 
and it's always available. You don't have to wait till the end of the campaign before it ships and everything. So you should get it quicker too. Um, we'll still be doing campaigns for kind of our like one-off special designs. We actually oh, yeah, have... there's, there's still going to be limited edition yeah, campaigns. Like maybe maybe we'll try to bring more of them depending on how you know exciting or popular mm-hmm. they are into the always on demand section. Yeah, but for sure. For right now, we're still going to do what is it every other month. Yeah, I think March is going to start our first campaign and then every other month after that. Cool. Um, So, yeah, pretty much this is us testing the water. Let us know how you like it. Maybe some more things will come into Always On, but we just want to test everything. We're we're really, really, we think quality is important and we don't want to sacrifice any of that. So that's why we're doing this very slowly. And we honestly think Cotton Bureau is the best way to do that. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. All right. So I guess let's go right into Samsung because that's, basically most of what's been happening yeah, in the tech world it is. i will i will inject a little bit of hey mobile world congress did get canceled so a lot of the <laughs> stuff that was going to be exciting in the mobile tech world in this like upcoming weekend is now sort of scattered uh and there's some embargoes that are confusingly wow. being shuffled and some events that are no longer being held when they were supposed to so that's still up in the air it's funny that i didn't think about it in that sense i thought of it as like oh wow mobile congress is canceled that kind of stinks but like how great is that for samsung in this way of we just had this really big pretty successful (laughs) event and now anything that was going to take any of our momentum is i mean i think they are scrambling right now yeah they already were 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 ahead of mobile congress Mm -hmm. on purpose they're very aware of how big that show is uh but yeah now there is a ton of events that were going to happen at mobile congress and a bunch of uh embargoes obviously that were going to lift at that time that are Mm -hmm. now a little bit more confusing maybe there'll be some separate events by those companies we'll see but that is uh the sort of pre-news to yes samsung did come out and have their unpacked event in california sunny beautiful warm weather love that and it was in san francisco and they dropped one two three four Four. new phones yeah which one which one you want to talk about first uh, let's do, let's just do regular S20 because we have some fun stuff to talk about. Okay. This is the flip later. Yeah. All right. So S20. So here's the four phones. Galaxy yeah. S20, Galaxy S20 Plus, Galaxy S20 Ultra, mm-hmm. the thick boy, and thick boy. Galaxy Z Flip. So yeah. the Galaxy S20 and S20 Plus, those are, even though they skipped a bunch of numbers, they're basically the successor to the S10 and S10 Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're solid. I mean, they start at 999 and they are along the same lines, the same like one small phone, one big phone, although they're both pretty big. Yeah. Uh, there's a triple camera on the S20 and a <laughs> quad camera, basically an additional depth sensor on the S20 Plus. Couple other minor differences like the bigger battery, uh, the millimeter wave 5G support. Uh, but again, it's mainly just you're getting a bigger phone in the S20 Plus and a smaller, air quotes, smaller phone in mm. the S20. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also interesting, like we talked about right around smartphone awards on how the S10 and the S10 Plus may have been our like biggest snub is, and it's cause they come out this early and like right now we're in full on Samsung hype, but this by the is... end of the year, I don't I don't know why, but seven months from now seems so long. It's and that it's... and also it's because the note always comes out it's after true. and it's always what I still personally think of as Samsung's biggest best phone. But right now that that might not actually be true because yeah. S20 Ultra mm-hmm. is a gigantic, it's the biggest, it's bigger than any note. Yeah. So it's the biggest flagship they've ever made. And I can't imagine a note being bigger than this this year. Yeah, so I, I think we should just talk about this the S20 Ultra because I think it's the most interesting even though the price tag is insane like this to me feels like this is Samsung's phone yeah. of the Samsung's phone of the year. I, I'm sure something will happen with the Note but like this this to me is it's pretty excited. I'm kind of excited about this phone. Yeah. Okay. Not about the price tag but I'm pretty excited about this well, phone. Well so the price tag is probably where most people start. It's like starting at like 14 right? $1400 oh. but like here I'm gonna hand it to I, you. Actually Look at I it. don't think I've held this before. What do you think just holding it for the first time? It's a big phone that's like the number it is one thing. gigantic and that camera bump is it's real. Big. So the camera that's... is the number one focus of the, all of the entire lineup I think S20, S20 plus and S20 Ultra, but also you're gonna have that 120 hertz display on all these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it does knock it down to 1080p when it goes up to yeah, that. Yeah, something they just rate. you know maybe forgot to mention in the. Uh, the they, event. Were gonna, they were never gonna. They were never gonna mention that. We were both looking at each other like, 
are they going to say it? Are they going to say it? They're no, not. They're probably not going to mention no. anything. But, you know, how many people are actually going to notice? Out the box, by the way, I unboxed it today. Uh -huh. The S20 Ultra, and I'm sure probably the others too, came out the box at 1080p, 60 hertz. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I heard you say earlier that it was at 60 hertz. I missed that it was at 1080. Yeah. So that's like... So as far as yeah. like out the box experience for people, it's going to feel, you know, similar to another you know previous samsung phone but it's gonna have a 5000 milliamp hour battery so yeah. you know big 6.9 inch oled display it's a big bright power sucking screen but if it's only running at 1080 60 hertz i have a feeling the battery life is being optimized at that state <laughs> yeah. but first thing i did was switch it to 120 hertz uh -huh. which is you know no longer lets me bump up to 1440p but now we're really gonna see what this battery is about because that's my biggest question is True. will it last yeah so so I, I was thinking like when we first heard this news about 120 hertz at 1080, I was wondering if what the 1440 would be at, if it was 60 or not. And then I think I asked you a question that I found really interesting. Your answer is, would you rather have 1080, 120 hertz or 1440, 90 hertz? So you're both getting oh faster refresh rate with it, but then... As somebody who I know is very into resolution, I'm yeah. I feel I, like you're changing a little. I bit. I said, and I think I I will still say I would rather have 120 hertz, mm -hmm. 1080, um, and that's because I don't really visually perceive that much of a difference between 1080 and 1440. Okay, but to my eye, I do still feel and notice a 90 to 120 difference, okay. and I don't think that's everybody. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you ask me, uh, 120 hertz, 1080 or uh, 60 hertz 4K, uh -huh. I would take 120 because that's much more noticeable to everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I think the 90 to 120 difference is just barely enough for me to go, yeah, it feels better than okay. 90. Uh, I just can't, I've used the OnePlus 7T Pro for a couple couple months now actually, and that's been 90 and that's been great, but I could tell the difference. So cool. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Honestly, the story with the S20 Ultra is the numbers. And I think okay. the review is gonna be trying to decipher how many of these numbers matter. Uh -huh. uh, the number we've just talked about is 120 hertz mm -hmm. and 5,000 milliamp hours. Those are two huge numbers. What do they look like? The other numbers are 108 megapixels and 100x zoom. Uh -huh. uh, and I guess another number would be 45 watt fast charging, but that's, I mean, yeah, that's sure. pretty that's, objective. That's, that's cool. just gonna charge but faster. But what do you think of these these cameras? Are you uh, are you a okay. zoom guy? <laughs> We've talked about previously how we would like to see better zooms in this. Yeah, I, I wasn't talking about a hundred times <laughs> zooms. I can tell you that. Um, I do think the overall at the event they showed a lot of um like samples of stuff. Uh, some weird they had some demos. Effort. Yeah, the, it was like they were up over the bridge and they were zooming in on things. And yeah, generally the consensus seemed to be that it looked really bad, but. I don't think people were giving it enough credit. Like this is a phone that's zooming in yeah. hundred times. Okay, here, here's my, uh -huh. cause I know there's a lot of different reactions yeah, yeah. to 100X. Here's my stance on it as of right now. And this is me on day one using it. And I think I tweeted this. No one needs to use 100X all the time. The phone happens to be capable of going to 100X, yeah. but that just means it's gonna be that much better at 20X mm -hmm. and 30X. So yeah, while we're all gonna rag on, what do you mean 100X? You don't need that, that's mm -hmm. crazy. And I kind of agree, like whatever, you don't actually have to go to 100X. But that's like saying, why does this car have a thousand horsepower if you never go above 60 miles an hour on the road? Well, you get to 60 that much faster and it's gonna be that much better in the mm -hmm. range that you actually use it. So, you know, people tweeting at me about like their kids' concerts and, and being in the back road trying to capture, you know, a graduation or something mm -hmm. like that. All these, these things will be better on a phone that has better zoom, even if you're not going to a hundred. Yeah, I, I see it as like, I do think there, are maybe not people who are going to use a hundred all the time, but but I don't think zooms in regular phones right now that are only going five or ten times digital are good at all. Yeah. So if you're getting that kind of quality out of a hundred x, to me, I never am fully zooming in on a phone unless it's like a, I want to prove to somebody this is what I saw kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not like. Yeah. I saw, you know, there was a fox like out in the woods or something, and I want to show Claire that I, I saw a fox in the woods. So it's like, <laughs> what were you hoping? Uh, I was hoping it'd be some creepy story about like, oh no, was... somebody across the airport. That's that's. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird. Okay, well, let's use that. Let's say um, Will Smith is across the airport, and I don't want to come up to him and take a picture. So I, I want to like be like, 
Claire, look, Will Smith's at the airport. Mm-hmm. To me, that 100X is going to let me prove that easier rather sure. than like, I'm never showing that, like going to frame that picture on my wall or something. I don't care <laughs> about the quality. Yeah. I just want to be like, hey, I was here and my phone in my pocket could show something that was that far away. Yeah. And then on the other, the flip side of it, like you said, 20X on that, which is still going to be better than almost every other phone out there yeah. is going to look way nicer. Because here's a here's a somewhat interesting potential downside. Okay. Uh, so the S20 and S20 Plus have the regular camera, the, the ultra wide, and I, I believe it's a 3X zoom. Uh-huh. And then this S20 Ultra skips to 5X on the the actual periscope lens. Okay. Which means the typical range where I think most people just want to punch in to zoom on something, mm-hmm. which is around 3X, is just going to be digital zoom oh, on digital. the main camera okay. instead of an actual optical zoom. So once you get to 5X, then you're on the periscope lens and you're using that ex- better quality again. But your quick little 2 to 3, 3.5X zoom just in theory got a little bit worse if it's just digital zoom. That's something to think about. It is to think about, but I'm trying to think of when I take pictures. I feel like I will never zoom in unless I really want to zoom in. Yeah. Like I said, that's usually like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of this as the time I went, went out to a national park with just my phone and thinking of I was either zoomed all the way out or I was close enough to something where I didn't need to zoom or I was just so far away that the picture was just completely useless because it was just too even full zoomed in the thing. I was still too far away. So yeah. yeah. I say that's to someone who like pretty much never uses the zoom on any yeah. of my phones. Like we've had 2X in all these phones before and I pretty much never use it. Uh-huh. Or I'll like take a photo at 2X and be like, eh, that's not as good. And then yeah. I'll take it at the main camera. So I am not a big zoomer, but yeah, the, right. these numbers are gonna be interesting to play with just to see how well they translate. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty pumped for zoom. Yeah. You not so much. But- yeah. But you know, cool. 100x, 108 megapixels, 5,000 milliamp hours, 12 to 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gigs of storage, 120 hertz, 1440p, uh, blah, 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 numbers, yeah. numbers, numbers. Mm-hmm. This is a phone we got to test to use, uh, and that's exactly what we're starting to do. I also really like the color, the this, one that uh, you have. What is it actually called? Uh, okay. Cosmic gray is the color. It looks like, um, it's really funny because we, we talked about this out in, I think it was LA or, or something a little while ago where there's this new like car color coming out with a lot of cars that it's not matte, but it's definitely like more towards satin. Oh, you're talking about like the Nardo gray, like the, is that the what it's titanium sort of? I know of Toyota does look. it. Um, I think Jeep does it. I forget who will. I also want to say Chrysler may have done it, but either way, it's just like, it kind of looks flat, but it is glossy because it's- I've also seen wraps that color. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This This kind of has that like, faded, almost satin looking gray, except that there's 8,000 fingerprints on it right now. But I think it's the best looking one though. Still. I think it's a great color. I, I don't, Samsung goes a little too overboard for me on some colors and I think this is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Cause well, that's super important in a $1,400 phone. Well, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna spend that much on a yeah, phone, you wanna show it off a little bit. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. All right, cool. That's right. a fun rant on S20 yeah, Ultra. That's, that's S20 Ultra. Stay tuned for the full review because obviously that's gonna be coming. I didn't. I unboxed it on Instagram Live instead of a YouTube video, but if you wanna check that out, it'll be up for 24 hours or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay tuned for the full review. Let's take a quick break, come back, talk about, talk about flippies. Talk about flips. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides, support. But what they really provide is support where you need it, because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. Okay, welcome back. We're going to talk flippy floppies. <laughs> we're, we're talking flipping folding phones. So we had a the, the last phone, actually technically the first phone Samsung showed off at their Unpacked event, Samsung yeah. Galaxy Z Flip. Mm-hmm. And uh, naturally, we're all comparing it to the Moto Razr that came out just a little bit before yeah, it. Very similar times. Um, but there are some other things to talk about with the Z Flip, just because they've made a bunch of different design decisions and choices with this phone mm-hmm. that I think, in almost every single way, make it a better phone than the Razr. But there's still a big reason why I prefer the Razr. Really? Um, not entirely as a phone, but just one big thing about it. So I guess we can go into like the whole folding foam thing in general okay so just to talk about the phone it's a it's a clamshell design it's a vertical folding phone uh it has a very nice satisfying you know <laughs> that's i mean it doesn't slam shut the way the original folding phones or flip phones did yeah, back yeah. in the day <laughs> um but it does have a little bit more hinge weight so you can open it up and place it down halfway there's some interesting software features to take advantage of that the fingerprint reader is on the side instead of the chin uh, and it's a, it's overall a more clean design. Samsung insists they're using folding glass under the screen, and I've talked about that a bit in my Z Flip video, but as we all know, the controversy around like what difference does that make if it's still a plastic screen protector, that's hot yeah. on people's minds right now. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I feel the difference because it's it's more firm and doesn't move when I press it, but there still is a crease and there still is the possibility of damaging it if you like cut mm-hmm. a nail in it or something. So it's not... It's not perfect, obviously. No, not at all. Um, but it is, I think, the most polished, significantly better folding phone. The the hinge itself is like zero gap. There's apparently brushes. Yeah, the on brushes each side. on the inside seems like a really good idea. It's... That's gonna keep debris out, which is obviously something they learned from the original Galaxy Fold. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, the cameras are are now flagship quality. I've been testing them. They look like S10 photos from the main camera. I was impressed with the low light actually. So. A lot of good things about it. It happens to be the biggest fingerprint magnet in a long time. It's a, a mirror purple color, but overall, really nice. But uh, as I've I've mentioned in my video, it has this tiny one-inch OLED screen on the front. Yeah. Technically, it lets you see your notifications, and that's about it. It doesn't really let you interact with anything. But the Razer mm-hmm. that has all kinds of other compromises and all kinds of other problems with the form factor and the creaky hinge and the plastic screen and the durability issues it has a much bigger outside screen and lets you unlock and swipe through read your notifications and actually interact with them in a way that samsung's doesn't yeah and i found that this actually makes a really big difference to me i actually look through and like clear Mm -hmm. out notifications mark things as archived and like if a phone call is coming i can see who's calling me much faster like it's just I wish it had that outside. It's better, screen. yeah. It's kind of it's funny because the original Samsung Fold also had like an outside screen that you could do some things with, and you never had to make the full commitment of opening opening it. a full size phone and doing all that, which I think made it nice for some people because they were in aspects of their day where they didn't want to get sucked into being all the right. way on their phone. They just wanted to check something. Yeah, and it was interesting to me. I I was just stuck in a conversation downstairs, and I just wanted to like glance at the time real quick. And I, I don't know how it comes off because like I have a watch, but I, I like take my phone out my pocket and like typically with a phone, you just like hit the power button real quick, check uh-huh. the time, put it back. But this time I took the fold out of my pocket and I just glanced at it like, and I just saw the time real quick. Uh-huh. I just hit the button, boom, there's the time. And I don't know if the person 
realized that I didn't open the phone and that I, I could have opened it, but I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's another, it's another, it's another layer of, of using this phone is you have to yeah. open it every single time to use it instead of like the outside versus inside thing. I don't know. Something, something new we have to think about with folding phones. Yeah. But like, I think you're going to do, we're going to do a kind of comparison video on it yes. eventually. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm planning and I think maybe by the time this is live, maybe a little after we're going to have a Z flip versus razor video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a review yet. I have to, this is my razor review unit that I have to give back and I should definitely send it back now. So uh, the one that I actually bought gets here a little bit later. I'll use that more and then I'll review it. But like it's there's just so many things to think about now that we're now that we have multiple folding phones yeah. that are like somewhat feasible. I still don't I honestly still don't think anyone should buy any of these. Yeah. But now that they're actually sort of focusing on quality and making improvements, we finally have like a real comparison to make. Yeah. And I find it intriguing that you say you don't think anyone should buy this because I think what we're actually going to hit at here now on the podcast is a little a little more podcast topic worthy where yeah. you are going to see these reviews and everything about what we think of just the pure aspects of the phone. But the way they launched both of these phones is very different. And I think we kind of want to talk a little bit about how we experienced the launch of this and how it's different and kind of the behind the scenes of everything and why it's so strange to us. Um, yeah, well, I guess it kind of comes from, you know, we had the original Galaxy Fold uh-huh. and everyone knew it was going to be like a crazy weird new thing, but obviously all the problems that happened with it were a giant uh, warning for everyone who's going to try yeah. a folding phone from here on out. Uh, be careful. <laughs> you know, take Very it easy. Carefully. You know, make sure everything's right. Get your, your durability on. And because of this, I think we're seeing like some these weird strategies where like they don't want people to hold on to the phones for too long. Mm-hmm. So uh, both Samsung and Motorola have actually had like really short-term review programs. Um, so I'm using the Galaxy Flip that I bought. Yeah. Uh, Samsung is coming to pick up their Galaxy Flip that they loaned me for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a review period. That's like a no, loaner to like all. get your shots and give it back, uh-huh. which is not really, you don't have time for any evaluation. You're just sort of, you know, exactly. learning from it as you shoot it and giving it back. Uh, so I think the, the, the red flag is like when a company wants to take it back as fast as possible, mm-hmm. that's probably a, a durability question. Yeah, I think like a, a way to compare all of this is if we just take what we've been doing, at least since I've started, almost every single phone company has been, here is a briefing or an event, get your shots. You can make an impressions video about that. Probably after the event or within the next day or two, you get a review unit where everybody in that review sample is getting a unit, has it for about a week, and then has an embargo that launches. And the most important thing I think here is the embargo launches before the sale date goes out. Right. So there are plenty of resources, whether you, who you trust, who you like the most, you can do your research on this phone before you're gonna spend $1,000 on a phone. Yeah, that's ultimately what we're doing as a reviewer is giving you our best evaluation of the product and publishing that before you have to make the choice of spending your money, Mm -hmm. right before. But neither of these were like that. Neither of these folding phones were like that, that's true. Not even remotely close to that. I think Motorola had their event months ago, which was, not a great event. I don't think there was anything like shady within the event. I think they just tried to overhype it and it was just not a good event with all the strobe lights and everything. Yeah, that's an understatement. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was a very bad event. But then we haven't seen the phone for a while. Then, so let's see, when did you finally get this phone? It was in stores. Uh, it was in stores before you got a unit, right? Before anyone got a unit as far as I know. It was in stores the day before I got, or the day that I got a unit. Okay. Yeah, and and if you read about it, it's been very difficult to actually mm-hmm. buy one. And it's kind of funny, if you if you look around at these stores like, you know, a Verizon store, a Best Buy, places you expect to buy a phone, yeah. and you call into these places and go, hey, can I buy the Moto Razor now? They'll go, oh, what? <laughs> the, which one? We haven't is had that, that on- for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> is that on sale yet? I don't think we have those. Uh, and it, it's been sort of a very, and maybe this is just Motorola not launching a flagship in a long time and maybe. them being a little bit rusty, but yeah, this has been not a great, uh, typical launch for a, a smartphone. So you don't really see reviews of the Razor with like a week at least of using the phone no. as they get to stores. And, and then the same thing happened with the flip. Like we even had a briefing with 
all three other phones. Then we had to go to the event to see the flip, which was on a Tuesday, right? I believe it was on a yeah. Tuesday. And then the flip came out that Friday. All we had was you literally, after the event, had a 30 minutes to shoot the phone. Yep. It was just that basically was the hands-on area. And now the phone's on sale and nobody has yeah, on- any real reviews as far as I can tell yet. Nope. So. That's uh that's kind of tough. I mean, durability we know is is one of the biggest concerns with these folding phones uh-huh. because of what's happened to previous folding phones. Um, and now this is happening again. You know, there's questions about the material choices and the hinges and some yeah. gaps. And I've the I've screens, read some people had yeah. really weird issues with the screens. Now, mm-hmm. to be fair, I'm sitting here with both of these folding phones. Weird flex, I know, but <laughs> none of them have had any problems for me. My mm-hmm. razor doesn't creak at all. Uh, my Z Flip doesn't have any cold weather problems. Like nothing's wrong with either of my folding phones. Yeah. Um, but I've just really started using them every day and mm-hmm. putting it in my pocket. Because we've just really gotten them. Like, yeah. Even though you can, you've been able to buy both of these phones for over a week at this point. Yeah. Uh, so that's why the reviews aren't out them. yet. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that video comparing the two of them are, are it's more of like a feature look of like, you know, because <laughs> they did so many things different. It's like the cameras are different, the battery is different, the hinge is different, the screen yeah. is different, everything is different. But they are both like fundamentally the same thing, which is a vertical clamshell fold mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before. So it's a fun like over top top down view type of thing. But yeah, they're just uh, they're in a weird place. Yeah, I, I think it was a very poor launch. It, you hope that there's nothing like overly shady about it sort of um but well, like if you if you imagine here's the other perspective because uh-huh. i like to i like to imagine i, I at least want to be able to see everything from both sides okay and i like from, full-on conspiracies so <laughs> well the other side of this uh-huh. is if you like work for samsung yeah uh or any of their agencies or whatever where you know you don't want to get fired you don't want to get in any trouble mm-hmm. you don't want to do anything the wrong way so when you have internal you would assume durability concerns about these phones. Yeah. And you want to make sure none of that gets published before it goes on sale. Then you want to make sure people only have the phone for maybe a day or two. That to, that to me is just like very off-putting and very, I don't know if shady is the right word, but it's very disingenuous. And like, I mean, it, it's perfectly okay. They don't have to give us phones at all. Like they, they don't have to give anybody phones. It just, when you like, especially when you follow this kind of like cookie cutter sense of yeah. how every other phone launch goes and then ones you're worried about, you're going to change up and kind of let people start paying for it before you really let other yeah. people start it's like, really that reviewing they, they it. They had it's, all the same stuff with the S20 as they typically do. Yeah. And we went through that process and now we have the S20 and it doesn't go on sale yet. So we have some time to start working on a review. Um, that happens right alongside the chaos of the Z Flip that mm-hmm. makes it that much more obvious. So. So what was the story about the so input mag and iFixit and the razor? Yeah, that that one actually on I think it came out this morning. It was like one of the first things I read when I woke up. But okay. um Ray Wong posted it, but I don't think he wrote the article. But either way, I'm gonna try and condense this as short as I can because it's a pretty long article. I mean it's definitely a podcast. putting it in we the got sh- time. Yeah, I'm putting it in the show notes. <laughs> it's really good. Um pretty much they had purchased their razor phone so this like we said before there were some loaners out but they took them back pretty quick mm-hmm. they got their actual phone that they paid for and after a while it's hard to describe like what happened pretty much if you opened the phone it looked like the clear coating like above the screen was kind of peeling off of it and the screen was kind of staying in that weird crease while there was like an mm-hmm. extra layer on top of it it was very bad it, it was started breaking obviously broken okay yeah. Um, there were some theories that they had when they posted about it that it potentially was cold weather that did something with the screen. We're also seeing just all these other ones of like the creak that's happening. In, yeah, in the I mean, mine, phone. Here, I'm gonna. There's a very little on yours, but I'm gonna go right up to the mic and, and fold mine in half. Ready? Yeah, that's not that bad. Nothing too crazy. Ours isn't that bad. We haven't used ours as much as some other people, but. Yeah. Um, and some people might be getting unlucky, but it's it was very bad. So apparently they had reached out to Motorola to try and figure out what happened. They posted an article about it before that. But um, Motorola's response was, cool, send us the phone. And that's not exactly what they were looking for, I don't think, considering this was what a phone they purchased, not like a review right. unit or a loaner unit. I think they were trying to get some information about right. why it possibly happened, um, but they didn't. So then their idea was, 
well, we're going to send this to iFixit. They're great at teardowns. iFixit always has like a bunch of really great stuff tearing everything down, how to do it and right. how to fix everything yourself. So they wanted to do that, but they told Motorola that they were going to do that. And then didn't hear anything from Motorola, then heard something from iFixit saying, we're actually not going to be able to open this up. Um, Motorola pretty much asked us to do them a favor and to not review it. I, so as far as I know, there's a small partnership between iFixit and Motorola, which doesn't have to do with like not reviewing their phones or anything. It has to do with the f- tools that they sell specifically for Motorola things. Okay. There's some sort of a partnership. So I don't want to make this sound like super whack from iFixit. They're <laughs> like incredible. But um, so they decided that they didn't want to do that anymore. And then the shadiest part of all of it is Motorola comes back and emails input mag about that and they're like oh yeah sure you can send it to iFixit but you know I, I don't think they usually do uh, stuff like that pretty much huh. but after this is already after they knew that they that reached they out to, to iFixit so wow. it just has this like really not trustworthy like I mean this is why we have Zach it is why we have <laughs> Zach is which is, we... and Zach has also brought out a whole bunch of stuff about the Z Flip now also well, yeah. with... I mean when you're unbiased and you're you don't have any relationship with the companies and you just buy the phones yeah. then you can do whatever you want now Zach if Zach has a problem with one of the phones he's probably I might not I might be wrong about this but I doubt he's going to Motorola and asking first if they would like to you know correct oh, anything sure. or any of that yeah. it's like you know you're opening the phone you bought the phone this is what happened post mm-hmm. the video and you know if they want to if they want to re- respond to it, then yeah, feel if they want to comment on why things might be happening, but I highly doubt. Yeah, it's not like Zach showed the video to Samsung out. before he was yeah, like, "Hey, like, there's no glass this? in your phone." Yeah. yeah, so if if you're independent, you you kind of don't have to re- worry about these sorts of relationships. You just buy the phone and and do what you want to do with it. But yeah, it's tough when you're trying to have like as early access as possible, and mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get your hands on a razor. I, the one I bought doesn't get here until the 25th. And okay. I bought it on like the second day of availability uh-huh. from Motorola's site, so just gonna keep waiting for that. So yeah, that's so th- the that's the trade off. This whole fold thing is like I'm I'm so super excited for folding phones. I do think they're the future. I do think like if you just look from the Fold One to now the Z Flip, like the amount of imp- like uh, improvements they've made is astounding. Oh, it's clear. It's yeah. so, I love that. I love that they've clearly learned from the fold. They, yeah. now I wish the screen was bigger on the outside, like I said, but like everything about it is better now. The hinge weight, it's tighter. The gapless hinge itself, I think low key, the people that work on these hinges are the most important people to these teams Probably, that do the folding yeah. phones. Like we knew you could fold the screen, but now that, you know, the glass the composite is getting better, whatever else, like, the hinge is super important. Well, yeah, look at the Royal Flex Pie. Like that hinge was that hinge was rough. It folded, but it felt <laughs> terrible. That's because like, they don't have a great hinge engineering team. <laughs> so yeah, good for good for the hinge teams, and and that's what's going to make these that much better. And maybe more companies need to be out there working super hard on their hinge to make sure they don't have any any durability problems. So that's what we're looking at. But yeah, I just like the I like that the zoomed out view now is we finally have multiple. Competing, yeah, we can compare them. Also, yeah, comparable, awesome. similar folding phones to the point where we can now decide like what's worth nitpicking about versus what's standard mm-hmm. in a in a folding phone. I remember when we first got that razor hands on. I was like, I don't want to nitpick, but this is a two year old processor and not much RAM and a pretty bad camera and a yeah. small battery and like all these things. And I, I of course don't want to like slam on all these things because. Hey, you know that they finally made this crazy, never-before-seen form factor. But now that we have a couple of them, it's not never-before-seen anymore. We're aware of what can be good. Yeah, and we and start critiquing it and hoping that they use those critiques and and yeah. not just critiques, but comparisons now to other competitors. Yeah, like competition is gonna make folding phones better, and now there's finally some competition. So I'm hoping. I think a lot of people on Reddit say like, I'll be interested in Samsung Fold four or five oh, I'm, I'm so with that so let us sacrifice our thousands of dollars to testing the first few mm-hmm. and giving our feedback and samsung's engineering teams going back and going getting better and better and i think that's probably about right like the galaxy fold three or four mm-hmm. might finally be like that i think i talked about it in the last one like a like 120 hertz ipad that folds in half like that kind of crazy thing that is that's exciting so maybe yep. we're on the path to that yeah, excited to get there. And I think just for anybody looking at all these new ones coming out now, 
if us or any reviewers aren't really saying that it's a full review, it probably means we haven't had it for very long. So take everything with a grain of salt. It's probably something we've seen for like an hour or two. Yeah, uh, one one extra step uh, for accountability. If you're a reviewer, uh, just mention how long you've tested it because yeah. with folding phones especially, and you know, you people can breeze through a, a smartphone review in like five, four or five days or whatever. I get that. But with these folding phones, durability is such a specific concern with them that if you've only used it for a day, say that. If you've yeah. used it for a week, say that. Like, make sure people know because that's actually something mm-hmm. people are going to care about with these. For sure. Okay. Uh, so that's that's our little folding phone rant. Maybe we'll take a quick break and then let's come back and do a little Q&A. We asked on Twitter what you guys wanted to know. So let's do that. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization. I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, we're back. And we have all your questions pulled up right now from Twitter. Uh, For those of you, if you're not following, WVFRM on Twitter is our waveform Twitter. And uh, we asked we ask questions from you guys a lot on there because we like answering them. So uh, if you missed the old Q&As on the, the channel, this is probably where you're going to get your best shot at getting something answered here. Yeah. So let's start it off. I have one from Jai right off the bat. Can you sit with the Samsung Fold in your back pocket? Or, ooh, ooh he says Samsung Fold. Let's assume he's meaning Z Flip. Z Flip? Yeah. I, it's funny. I just showed this phone to someone today, and he said it looked like a wallet. Um, I wouldn't, <laughs> I mean... You can, yeah, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I, wouldn't. I mean, would you put anything that's fifteen hundred dollars in, exactly. in the pocket that you sit on all the time? That's... It could feel fine, but there's so many things that get damaged in your back pocket that I would not put this yeah. in my back pocket. I'm actually, I mean, this has nothing to do with phones anymore. But I stopped putting my wallet in my back pocket altogether whenever I'm sitting. When I get yeah. in the car, it goes in my center console. When I go to dinner, it goes on the table. I. I've had so many knee issues and everything that uh, like mm. part of me was like, it's not that I'm out of shape and don't stretch. It's because my wallet's in my back pocket <laughs> when I drive for an hour. So I don't really put anything back there anymore, but I can tell you if I did, I would never put a no. cell phone back there. Not the $1,380 yeah. phone I just bought. No, no not yet. 
Oh, someone, uh, Tor Torch Atlas asked, has the Z Flip attracted attention from other people when you've used it in public? I actually feel like it hasn't. I, I feel like people just haven't really quite noticed it. We we were actually talking about this with Vin and Brandon yesterday about how it's such a radically different phone and like so many people when they see it flip open are, are astounded by it, yeah. but not like the person has to catch you flipping it open right. or they have no idea that it, it either looks like a normal phone all the way open or it just looks like kind of like a wallet. That's yeah, true. a really shiny wallet. That makes no sense. But like <laughs> most of the time they see it in your hand, it's just going to look like a phone. So it's not going to yeah. attract a lot of attention. Yeah, I was I showed it to someone today and they just looked at it like it was a normal phone until I started to fold it shut and they realized what was happening <laughs> with the screen and they were like, oh, wait a second. Oh, Whoa, you're what's really going strong. on? What you're the... bending a phone in half, man. So yeah, no, I actually don't think it's been really... Uh, catching eyes that much. I think it's sort of under the radar, right? At least right now. Maybe we should just go put you out the streets in New York and just see how many times you can open and close it. And it's so see funny. If catch. You know, it's funny when we were shooting retro tech, when I was walking around New York city with, with like the 84 Macintosh <laughs> and like all these crazy things, the number one thing that caught people's attention the most was the Dynatac. The Dynatac? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't believe like so many people like realized what that was and like pointed it out and were like, hey, I used to have that. Hey, that's an old phone, man. Like people all realized what the Dynatac was. Um, so yeah, I, that's just a sort of a fun fact. But yeah, no, this one under the radar. Okay, someone asked, which is better, folding tablet or a folding smartphone? And I'll pass this to you because I know- pass it to me. I, I know I just, I still want a folding tablet. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I personally like if you were to take the fold and the Z flip together and assume they were the exact same quality or everything. I would prefer the larger screen that gets smaller rather than the the smaller thing that unfolds to a normal yeah, the, size. Yeah, I guess it's like the bigger thing that gets smaller rather than. No, that's I'm well, explaining. No, I'm, I'm with you. So yeah. in I would rather have a screen that I can't normally fit in my pocket, okay. fold so that I can, instead of a normal size screen that I could already fit in my pocket, fold to just be now. a little easier in easier. my pocket. Okay, yeah, I, yeah And perfect. I do get it, like I mentioned this, I, I actually, now that I've been carrying this, yeah. I feel like it is a little bit freeing having a smaller mm -hmm. thing in my pocket, so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I, I understand, like a flip phone, you know, the small thing in my pocket is a little, little more carefree, but uh, I still love the idea of like an iPad mini size yeah, screen yeah. when I need it and folding it in half and just having a normal size smartphone on the outside when I don't. Yeah, I'd be interested to actually try using a flip phone for a while and seeing what you mean by that. Cause there are times every once in a while where I notice I'm like, I'm getting in the car and my phone's tall enough that it's towards the top of my pocket and leaning forward. Yeah. I feel it like pushing up against or something like that. So I guess just even having that couple inches of clearance might. Yeah. It might just be fits, super beneficial. It just drops right to the bottom of your pocket. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. It's a little thicker, but but yeah, I still think I'll always take, I'd prefer a bigger screen. If I'm sitting on the couch and I want to open up a phone and watch something, like I'd prefer a bigger screen that I'm then fitting feel, in my pocket. I or, feel productive too. When I had the Galaxy Fold, the original, uh -huh. I would open it and I would like send off emails and I would have like the two tabs going huh. and I was like, I'm, I'm getting work done right Here now. I felt pretty good about that. So I don't know. Maybe that's still the, the dream. Oh, I got one. Okay. Uh, so- and maybe you can speak as a former Note user. What disappointed you the most about the new Samsung lineup? That's actually really hard to answer because there are still things we haven't even talked about that they did that I think made it better. Um, the the like edge to edge screen they like took flattened that back it. a lot. They flattened it. It's still a little bit, so it still looks great, and it almost looks like it has no bezels on the side. But they made that better, so way less accidental touches. In theory, um, I think the color looks a ton better. It's gigantic i i think one of the things i'm probably the most upset about is just the fact that it's not 1440 120 and that's just because mm -hmm. i got so hyped before hearing about it just assuming i'm gonna get a full-blown samsung screen at 120 and it's also like if you spend one thousand four hundred dollars on a phone like you probably kind of know what you're talking about like let that mm -hmm. dude turn it on let that person turn on 1440p yeah. 120 they know they're not going to get the best battery life, but like at least have it as an option. You can still do your out the box 61, yeah. 60, uh, you know, 1080, but that's that's something I wish. Maybe they can enable that with a software update that, or a firmware <laughs> that update. That would be amazing. It maybe, would be also dumb that they wouldn't just offer that from the start. Yeah, but, maybe they can turn that on. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm actually really, this is the most excited I've been for Samsung for a while. I've always liked their phones, and especially once I started using Nova Launcher on them, I've liked their phones twice as much. Um, yeah. I do, I'm still so into cameras on the Pixel, which is why I'm using the Pixel 4 now, which is still to me like an all right phone with a great camera. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, if it wasn't $1,400, it might sway me. I think I, I, I think, the S20 Ultra might be the coolest phone out right now, but yeah. it's also the newest. So. I will say they have on paper and in every way, because I, I was going to say like, oh, they should do Google Play Edition, but you know, you can do Nova Launcher and, yeah. and go pretty much all the way there. Uh, they improved every single measurable thing about this phone, including making the screen flatter and you know everything about yeah. it, except the headphone jack. Oh man, I, <laughs> and I, I think we're past, I think I know, we're just it's done with like that. They so many people. I did have a headphone jack moment. Like every once in a while, you just have a moment where you're like, oh, yeah. "Ah, the headphone jack was so great," mm -hmm. and then you go back to living your life, and it's fine. But yeah, that is the one thing that you can point to and say, oh, "I'm disappointed." But other than that, like it's an expensive, premium, like complete phone. Yeah, I think it really hit. It hit the nail on the head for. 99% of the things and the things it doesn't you can probably solve pretty easily. Yeah, I'm my biggest curiosity with it I'll say is how good is this camera really? Just because Yeah, I'm really know, excited to see. Like we know the iPhone 11 camera, excellent. We mm -hmm. know Pixel 4's camera, excellent. And you know, Samsung's always like kind of, you it's know, right there. hyped their cameras and they've been pretty good, but they made a big deal about this camera and it's 100x and yeah. like this is what the commercials are about and everything. So uh, as I test it, this is going to be the number one thing where I'm like, maybe is this now the best camera? Question mark. I don't I mean, know. It, it took first and second in our, our bracket in the blind challenge. smartphone so, camera test. That's true. I mean, it's there. We've always known it's there. Maybe it's just the line of work we're in that we're so used to like pixel peeping. But yeah. uh, I think the S20 is amazing, and I think they basically completely nailed it. Okay, yeah, so someone named Aiden Tech asks, how is the Z Flip for quick actions, like taking a quick photo, looking at a list when shopping, responding to a text, et cetera, is it a major burden? I will say it's been kind of annoying. Really? <laughs> yeah, just like the other day, I just wanted to, I think, just check my grocery list. And so if, if you're at the store, yeah. your phone's in your pocket, you just want to open it, mm -hmm. check the list real quick, put it back in your pocket, right? Yeah. That's all a one-handed, like, whoop, whoop, look at it, put it back. With this phone, like checking your grocery list is like, oh, open you have to it, dig unlock a little it, further in your pocket. Then you, you to... look at it, then you close it. Like all of this is like, it adds up. Like it shouldn't be that much. Can I actually see it real quick? Yeah. I've, I've done the test with the razor, and I find it funny that I have a very easy time flipping it with one hand, and right, you I could couldn't not. seem to do it at all. That one Ooh. was easier for me because okay, the hinge uh, weight is so stiff. And that's easier for you. Yeah. Because it feels more in control okay. the whole time instead it's of funny like flopping though. open. So here's my my theory on it. I, I can get my finger in there, no problem, and it feels really good. It feels way better than the razor. Like yeah, to definitely. be completely honest. But the one thing the razor did do is like when it's open, it's going to open all the way. This is I'm like I'm flipping this open with one hand, and when it's getting to the top, I'm definitely having to put way you more pressure at the bottom of the hinge to get the rest of the thing to, to be all the way off. open yeah yeah but and that's that is that's a lot less like the original flip phones uh -huh. of the past where like you got it past halfway and it just snapped open yeah that was i think really easy for one-handed use where this for me maybe that's what's getting annoying is i like have to really you deliberately have to almost have to use it. a second finger or a second hand or like yeah, you really have to finish or opening like shift it but once it's open it feels so much nicer yeah and then the is just that's that great. feels amazing like the closing the razor is not quite as let's see yeah this is the razor this has been asmr weekly <laughs> no yeah I, I i definitely think the hinge is better on the z flip but it is a little bit annoying to have to yeah do i would that not want to do this oh yeah especially for groceries or something and here's the other thing he, he mentioned taking pictures at least the razor what they do is uh if i want to take a photo i flip it open and then instead of having to like open the photo app, I just double twist because that's Motorola's uh -huh. quick action. With Samsung, I have to open it and then double press the power button, which for some reason takes a little bit longer for me to get my finger onto the button. Also, since the power button on the Z Flip now is the fingerprint reader, it's not like a super clicky regular power button that you're used to double pressing for right. opening camera on like Android phones. Um, yeah. Can, can I say Motorola's like 
features like the twist and the shake for flashlight are easily their most underrated features and i can't believe another company has never picked that up before i love the moto actions that's been my favorite they've had those forever too since like the original moto x i think uh for many years it's just been been overshadowed by like fairly mediocre phones for a while (laughs) the Um, rest of what they do yeah i know yeah it's just like yeah shaking for flashlight is so good i have a friend who has one and he's obsessed with it whenever we're like doing something at night it's like someone have a flashlight just whips it out of his pocket and shakes it and he's got it ready (laughs) yeah no yeah that i to answer the question yes i have found it i don't know about he said major burden it's not a major burden but it's just it adds up over time. Exactly. And that's one of the things we talk about all the time where smartphones are like, they have these little tiny features that make your life one half of a second more convenient. And now that's finally something that's now adding yeah. onto it. Yeah. If time. you think about it, like we we have so many features built into the phones to make your life just just a half step easier. Yeah. Just a little bit easier. A little quicker. Just to and... swipe up and it already looked at your face. Just like a little extra bit like a saving you a half a second quarter of a second here or there because you open your phone so many times every day this is like making it a half step harder yeah and it sounds funny to complain but like that half step harder is like it's gonna add up to the opposite direction so let's see how many times do you think you check your phone a day uh just rough estimate uh 100 100 okay yeah wait i'm gonna pull out my calculator for this and we're okay gonna see. all right just 100 like, times a day how long do you think it takes to open how many extra seconds do you think it takes to now get to your phone <laughs> sometimes i also think you open it more than 100 but uh maybe i do but i i, I don't know I'm, I'm pulling it out right now and it's like a half a second process okay so what's that and 50 then, seconds so what 50 and then timesing 50 by 365 18,250 seconds i'm terrible at math what do i do now that's to 600 make minutes 600 minutes if you divide it by 60 which is 300 10, minutes. 300 minutes. So you're adding 300 minutes of extra nonsense onto your life every year. And I'm sure we did that math wrong and somebody's <laughs> going to crucify us for it's it. It's fine. But we, Marquez is the one who actually went to a tech college. I went to film school. I'm hey, not supposed to know The math. point stands. We we are moving in the opposite direction yeah. with the difficult hinges. I've never thought about that. I, I say throw folding throw phones out. They're useless to me now. And I'm not it, adding 300 minutes. And the me. whole thing. Shut it down. <laughs> Just fire the hinge team. <laughs> At the top here, uh, Austin Evans, he wants to know, is 2020 shaping up to be the best year for Samsung in a long time? Uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned Samsung because Samsung makes about 700 million things. Like they make washers and dry- Like I'm sure oh, they're yeah, having a- Oh yeah, think of it like that. Yeah, they're having a great year probably anyway, but uh-huh. I think the S20 lineup is the best smartphone lineup they've had in a long time. Oh yeah, yeah? it's getting overshadowed by- by Z Flip stuff right now, yeah, hard. And although, like we mentioned before, Samsung's having a great start to the year because they're competing against no one because Mobile World Congress got canceled. So, good and it start. Also, just this lineup to me has me really like. I'm I'm really thinking about the Note a lot now because I I always have liked the Note, and you know, this past year they made a smaller Note 10 mm-hmm. and then a, a plus size Note 10 Plus. So are they going to do Note 20 and Note 20 Plus? And is it going to be even bigger than the Note 20 or the S20 Ultra? Is there going to okay. be a Note 20 Ultra? Like, what are they going to do this with the Note? This is all I now? want out of the Note is I want them to keep the style. I want them to keep their Note thing, but I don't want them to do what they did last year. Sort of. I want them to have two sizes because the smaller Note was an f- incredible size. Yeah. I thought that was like the perfect form factor. Yeah. But don't take away from the specs on the small one. I want... Two okay, yeah. equal spec'd notes that one is just bigger than the other one. And I mean, like, obviously the smaller one can have a bit smaller of a battery because it has to fit. But other than that, yeah, two notes, same specs, different sizes. So that's, that's not it. what they did with the S20 and S20 Plus, which decreases my hope of that happening. Because S20 Plus has an extra camera sensor. It has extra bands for millimeter wave 5G. Uh, it obviously has a bigger screen, bigger battery, but it, it's got a couple other things in there that make it a bit of a different phone for an extra hundred bucks. I forget, did 10 and 10 plus have a different camera array on the back or were they the same? For the notes? I think oh, sorry. The, yeah, yeah, they had the same cameras, I believe. Okay. So I, they did mostly the same stuff with the Note 10 and 10 plus, but uh, the slightly different in specs. Yeah, man, yeah you Samsung want them to have puts the same. out a lot of phones. Holy yeah. <laughs> well, they have the S10 really Lite now. They have four out already. They have the Note February. 10 Lite. That was January at CES. They got all kinds of phones. They have the A-series is, is killing it. 
Jeez. You know what? So, they yeah, didn't this have... might be their year just based on how many phones they have. If none of them hit <laughs> top selling, as long as all of them hit top five selling or something like you that, can, which is very possible. You can but... sell a million albums if you make a million albums and everyone <laughs> buys one. I think that's where we'll end it. The Samsung yeah, cool. strategy of carpet bombing is uh, for sure in full effect. Thanks for the questions, guys. Uh, yeah, check out the channel for the videos we talked about in the show notes. We'll have all the stuff we mentioned, the, the interviews, the articles, all that stuff. But uh, we'll get more into, I mean, there's a ton more for February. So Yeah, we're closing in on some of our last podcasts in this room also because we oh, officially true. got the keys to the new. We got the keys. I'd say it, if people are interested in seeing kind of like how we work through our new podcast room maybe let's let's fire our waveform instagram up a little more okay maybe let's start using that to do some some updates on our new podcast setup behind the scenes of the podcast cool studio. what's like the it. what's the tag for it is it wvfrm I'll put on it in instagram the sh- i think it's a little longer than that okay. i think there's an underscore in there but we'll put that in the show notes and we'll yeah. start to fire that up yeah follow but that yeah. let's let's show you guys what we're doing let's uh let's get at it so thanks for listening uh thanks for watching the videos we'll catch you guys in the next one Waveform is brought to you with Studio 71 and our intro-outro music is created by Cameron Barlow. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.